Welcome to another spectacular word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about what the world wants to do. Now, when I say something about the world tonight, we're going to be reading from the Word. When I say something tonight about the world, I'm not going to be talking about the earth, okay? And I, I'm going to be talking about a system, a system that the Word of God may liken to the cosmos is one of the Greek words, the cosmos. It means that, that there's an, a system in the earth that has been set up and is dominated by the devil himself, by Satan himself. He is the prince of this world. He's the prince of this world system. There's a system whereby things left to themselves don't get better, they get worse. Have you ever noticed that? There is a system here. One day we will go from the system of this earthly cosmos. We will have a new heaven and a new earth. And we will be in a God system instead of in a system of this world. Jesus talks a lot about it. So we're going to continue our study in the book of John tonight by going to John chapter 15. We'll read a, a, a few verses at the end of John chapter 15. And then we're going to read a few verses in the beginning of John chapter 16. And uh, we're going to be reading in the New Testament. The words of Jesus. Now, I know and I believe that every word in the Bible is the word of God, inspired by God, put on the hearts of men, written in what we have received from God and has been preserved by God, you know, uh, translated again by men, inspired and guided and led by God. We can have assurance that the words in the, in, in the Holy Bible that we have, we can have assurance that they tell the one story that God intended. No one verse can be taken to stand alone. But rather, the Bible says, let every word be confirmed in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Because God does not want you taking one verse and using it as, 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 you know, as truth, even though it is truth. And it contains truth. It is truth. But yet, it's, it's the whole story. God's telling one story. Do you know that the Bible says that, that uh, uh, you know, if you want to play some Bible roulette, the Bible says, you know, he fell headlong down, went out and hung himself, fed, he, fell headlong down, and his bowels burst asunder. You don't want to pull that one out of your promise box. Okay? It is the truth. But it doesn't mean, you know, because you can turn to the next verse. Next, go down and do likewise. Okay? But that's not the story that God is telling. We have to put this together into the one story that God is telling. And that's why so many people don't respect the Word of God. Well, they don't know God. But they don't respect the Word of God because they take one verse or one circumstance, one situation, and they read it out of its intent, outside of what God meant when He said it outside of how it is to be applied in this life. And, you know, there are some scriptures in the Bible 
that were spoken, they're an account of something that was said by someone else that was not saying what God wanted them to say. It is just an account of what they said. And if you'll keep on reading it, you'll find it at the end that God said, I didn't say that. <laughs> you know, you were wrong. Howbeit you have, you have spoken wrongly of me, says the Lord. You know, that's, that's one of the things he said about Job. I have this against you, Job. You have spoken wrongly about me. Well, then we don't want to read the words Job said right before that and take them as though that they are marching orders for us. It's so important that we study the Word of God because all Scripture, all Scripture is given by inspiration. That's what 2 Timothy 3 says. All Scripture. And by the way, at this point, they did not have a New Testament. He's talking about Old Testament, okay? All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be complete. Man slash woman of God, okay? Don't read this as though it were some singular intent. Because if we read the whole story... If we look at the whole story from Genesis to Revelation, we can see that Jesus used women in his ministry to go and tell and to be a part of receiving his word just like he did men. So we don't want to read that and put some you know, um, very uh, uh, wrong cap on it to say that, that it's, this is only written so that men of God. You know, we, we, can't, we can't end up creating our own doctrine and thinking that we have the Word of God. Am I making sense? All the Word of God is profitable for the man of God to be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay? We need to be equipped. All Scripture. Now, anytime I read the Word of God, oh, I tell you what, it just, it, it's, it's just truth. Okay? And you know what it feels like when you hear truth. You know the difference between hearing truth and hearing a lie, right? You know the difference between hearing something that agrees with your spirit and something that does not agree with your spirit. You know the difference between hearing something that agrees with everything you know and something that, oh, just doesn't, just, 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 this, this does not represent what I think, what I feel, what I want. Y'all know the difference? Yeah. Everybody knows that difference. But yet we're left with two different sides that are opposing one another. Both of them feeling, thinking, and wanting different things because of what's on the inside of them. Because something agrees. One people will want one thing and another group will want another thing. And both of them feel completely justified, completely right, completely you know, honest with themselves that they believe this is the best. Jesus speaks to this in John chapter 15 and in John chapter 16 about two opposing opinions. Both of them can't be right. How do we know? If we are right, because we are following the one story, it's a story of redemption. It's a story of God 
being loving and kind and forgiving and making a way for people to come to him and unless and until our doctrine satisfies that element of redemption and love and forgiveness and goodness and and you know inclusion and uh, you know uh, unless we are like christ then we are missing the message that god has for us now i i know i seem intense tonight it's because I am, because I, I, I feel, you know, there, there, there's absolutely no reason for anyone to get into a pulpit and preach something that does not burn on the inside of them. Let me tell you, if you get a chance to teach or, or, or you know, or, or speak to people, if it does not burn in you, don't expect it to burn in anybody else. If it doesn't make a difference to you, don't expect it to make a difference to anybody else. And it's not in the abundance of the words that you speak, but it's rather in the words that you speak for God that people will receive and take home with them so all right every word of God this is where I'm going with this every word of God is true but yet sometimes I feel like the New Testament speaks more directly sometimes just more directly to to my current moment I get I get you know out of the Old Testament it's the foundation of everything and Timothy was talking about, you know, it's profitable and we need to know that. And, but but there, there's, there's still something about the new covenant that somehow, I don't know, I just, I, just like, I just like Jesus, you know. I mean, I love Moses and I love Noah and I love, and, I, and, and, and you know, I, I, I love, you know, uh, I love Abraham. I love, I mean, and I learned so much from them. But there's something about stepping into the Jesus world here, into the New Testament, to where all of a sudden it is a revelation of the things that I have learned and and all of a sudden Jesus brings uh, clarity am am I making any sense to you you know uh, I, I love the whole word of God read the whole word of God and it is the word of God but there's something that I don't know what it is when I get to the New Testament I, I just I, I, I just I don't know but then even in the New Testament when I get to the words written in red when I get to the words that Jesus said as you know and you know, the authority of the Scripture is the same. I mean, the power of God's Word, whoever it came through, is the same. But I don't know what it is. Is it just me? But sometimes when I, when I read those words in red, I just, I just want to go, Woo! Yeah! Jesus! Because he, he don't pull no punches. He's not, you know, nothing. And, and neither does Paul, neither does Peter, neither did anybody else. But, but there's something that I, that I love about you know Jesus and the words that are recorded that came from his mouth as opposed to a story about him am I making any sense at all or am I digging myself a hole you know uh, I love the whole word of God the whole word of God is the word of God the Bible is true it is it is correct it is exactly you know it, it tells a story God intended to tell and we need to interpret every scripture in light of that but whenever I read and tonight we're going to read some words in red and we're going to see what Jesus meant here because I've got some good news and bad news for you I'll give you the bad news first you know that uh, that that uh, you're going to be hated persecuted and scandalized that's the title of my message. Hated, persecuted, and scandalized. Where did I get that? Well, let's go to John chapter 15 and to the words that Jesus spoke directly 
to a future generation or to a future people. He said these things are going to come. Okay? Now, we're getting it here from Jesus. Okay? Uh, all right. John 15, let's look at verse 18. Uh, forgive me for skipping here a, a verse or two. Please go back and read it all. I don't want to leave anything out, but for the sake of the time that we have. And you might say, preacher, you know, you should take all the time you can. Listen, there are lost people. Some of you listening are lost. You're lost as a goose. You don't, you don't know Jesus. You're, 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 you're without salvation. And I know that you're going to give me a certain amount of time. Some of you are wanting to turn me off right now, but you just can't because I've used the word scandalized. Yeah, hated, persecuted, scandalized. And you want to know what it's going to be about. Listen, just hang in, hang in here with me, you know. Hang in here with me. And I know some people are going to give me a certain amount of time, and it would be unreasonable for me not to cut to the chase and get to give the hook, you know, while people are still listening, okay? So... John chapter 15, verse 18. Jesus speaking. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Well, we're not in too bad of a territory there. Now, he's speaking here to his disciples. He's speaking to the people who are following him. And he says in verse 19, if you were of the world, not talking about the world system, if you lived like the world, thought like the world, felt like the world felt, wanted what the world wanted, if, that, if the world was your God, if the world system was all that you knew, and that is all that many people know, the only thing they know, the only good they know is good. They don't know God good. They just know world good. Come on now, come with me on this. Okay? Some of you out there listening to me, you believe that what you want is right whenever it is good. But good in the eyes of the world does not equal good in the eyes of God. Good does not mean godly. And, and so it's, it's important that we understand there is a difference, but it's also important that we don't end up hating people that think feel and want something different because from their perspective it's good from their perspective that's what would make it better from their perspective but God may hold a different perspective and we need to at least you know offer that correct perspective God's perspective because when people hear God's perspective it does something different to them because many people are in what I will call a Google cycle. Okay? I just coined that word, that term. Somebody else probably did it first, but I've never heard it, so I'm going to claim it, okay? They're in a Google cycle. That means this, that, that Google or, or, you know, or, or uh, uh, Alexa or, or, or Siri or you know, whoever is listening to every word that we speak. And whenever you mention thinking about, you know, um, a vacation in Tahiti. If you mention Tahiti in your home, you know, you're going to end up with all kinds of advertisements hit, hit you everywhere. You know, I, I mean, I went, I went and stopped at a gas station in Abilene, Texas, about a month ago, and I, I didn't even go in. I just I had my phone there, you know, and my GPS on, and I went in and I stopped at the gas station and got some gas, got back in my an obscure gas station in, in, uh, on I-20, 30, I-30, I think. 
in uh, maybe I-20, whatever, 2030, uh, in, in Abilene, Texas. And do you know for five days I, I told Brenda, look, here's, here's that gas station coming up telling me they got good hot dogs. They got good, you know, they want me to come back to that gas. How'd they know I was there? Because they, they know everything. Okay. And the problem with getting in a Google cycle, when they hear you say that you are pro this, then they're going to flood you with all of this. And you're going to think everybody in the world feels just like you feel. Everybody in the world is getting the same thing you're getting. Whenever people over here, whenever they say something the opposite, then Google's flooding them with all the opposite stuff. So that if we're not watchful, the things that you search, if you want to know about, you know, um, 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 President Obama versus President Bush, well, whoever you want to know, whoever you're for, you're going to get flooded with one of those. And one group is going to say, look, everybody's for Bush. The other group is going to say, look, everybody's for Obama. Look, everybody's, why? Because you're Google flooded, because you're in a Google cycle, and you think that the whole world feels like you feel. And some of you out there listening, you are stuck in a Google cycle. You think everybody feels like you feel. You need to realize not everybody does. But that's no reason for us to be divided or hated, because there is a force, the world system, a satanic, demonic force, out here in the earth that has been trying to divide people from God and divide people from people since time began. In the Garden of Eden, do you know what the serpent's desire was? Number one, to divide Adam from Eve, and he accomplished that. They were naked and unashamed, and all of a sudden they became ashamed of their bodies, and they covered themselves up from one another. Then they separated them from God. That's what, that's what the devil wanted. Separated them from one another, separated them from God, and then separated them from the Garden of Eden, from the blessings that God had planned for their lives. That's what the devil wants to do. He's wanted to do it since the Garden. He's doing his best to separate me from you, you from me, black from white, from Hispanic, from Asian. My goodness, come on, get real. Have y'all ever followed around? If you were Asian right now, you'd be hearing everything about Asians, you know? everything if, 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 if you're black you're going to watch yourself targeted if you're white you'll watch yourself targeted if you're a white supremacist you're going to think everybody feels like you feel you know I, I mean if you're BLM you're going to think everybody feels like you feel I mean we are in some Google crazy Google cycle caught in a Google trap in a demonic trap and we should recognize it trying to divide us, trying to make us hate our neighbors and not trust the people we do business with. We're bigger than this. We're better than this. And Jesus is talking about this right now. This is what he's saying. He said, listen, if you were of the world system, then the world system would love its own. Yet because you're not of the cosmos, because you, because you feel different than the world thinks and feels and, and, and does, uh, uh, because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world because I, I have done something to you that brought you out of that system, that system is no longer your God. Therefore, the world hates you. It hates you because it hated me. Now, the reason it hates you is because I have changed you. I have made you think and feel and want something different than the demonic inspired world system thinks and feels and wants. Now, listen. 
People out here that think different than you think, they aren't trying to hurt you. They really believe that stuff. They really believe it would be better to do this. And you're going, my goodness, what in the world? We're, you know. Hold on. Verse 23. He who hates me, Jesus said, hates my father also. Okay? Now, I'm, I'm, I skipped one that talked about you being persecuted. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get back to that in just a minute, all right? And, and, and the last part of verse 25, but they hated me without cause. Now, let me, let me put together these verses, and you go back and read them all. Make sure you get them in context. Make sure I'm telling you the right story. Okay, but here's what the Word of God says. This is what I get from this passage. The world will hate you because you're not following them. If you were like them, they would love you. But you're not like them, so they hate you uh, because you're following Jesus. The reason the world hates you is because you think Jesus, and they don't. Okay? You want to know what Jesus would think and feel and want. They don't. Okay? A second thing I got from this is the world really does hate Jesus. Why does the world hate Jesus? The world hates Jesus because the world hates God. He said, listen, they, they, they hate me because they hate my father. Okay? I mean, they hate God, so they hate Jesus. The world hates God, Jesus said, because they do not know him. Man, you can't get any plainer than what Jesus says the reason that the world hates me as a Christian is because the world hates Jesus. The reason they hate Jesus is because they hate God. The reason they hate God is because they don't know God. And that's why they want to persecute me. Are you with me? Okay. I'm talking about a world system here. I'm not talking about individuals. The system is against God. The world is an enemy of God, in, is at enmity with God. Okay? And all who are born of this world and not born again have that pressure of the prince of this world upon them because all they know is good. They don't know God. When Jesus speaks of the world again, he's talking about a system. Listen, uh, 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 you know, it's a system that is built on lies and sin and selfishness and, and betrayal. and uh, you know, uh, um, It's an enemy of God. It attempts to pull people or push people away from God and away from one another, and away from the blessings of God. And they think they're doing the right thing. If riches will pull somebody away from God, guess what? The devil's going to offer you riches. If hardship or heartache or hurt or pain would push you away from God and make you accuse God or, or not like God or, you know, whatever, then the prince of this world will offer you some hurt, some pain, some tragedy, some loss, some worry, some fear, some frustration, some trouble. If trouble will push you away from God, let me tell you, trouble is going to try to be your friend. If threat of persecution will make you shut up about Jesus, then this system will threaten you and tell you you can't talk about him. You can't talk about him in schools. You can't talk about him at work. You can't talk about no. You, listen, no, uh, 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 no, you can't. If, if, if threats will divide you, then this world will threaten you. 
the world is trying to make it a hate crime for pastors or Sunday school teachers, or it, it's already a crime for teachers in a public school to talk about Jesus. You know, crime is a strong word. It's already against policies. But they're trying to make it a hate crime for me to preach the word and to read certain portions of scriptures from the Bible. You know, it wasn't long ago that the mayor of Houston, you know, uh, put charges, potential charges, and threatened five pastors there. You know, some of you went with me in support over there. That the, the mayor said she wanted a copy of their notes before they preached it. She had to approve it because they couldn't say anything about, you know, uh, 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 same-sex bathrooms and stuff. I mean, it was just crazy trying to control what goes on from the pulpit. Why? Because she thought she was doing what was good and what was right. It wasn't, that, it, it, it wasn't because she thought she was doing something wrong and wanted to do wrong. She wanted to do right. She just didn't know what right was. Okay? Some of you might not, you might think I'm being a little bit soft on, 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 on but that's not, that, that, this is what Jesus is saying. The problem is they don't know God. The governments of this world at the highest levels are set up to hate those who make godly decisions and those, uh, you know, favor those who make ungodly decisions. The world system is set up that way. Can you imagine what it would be like to have a mayor or a, or a governor or a congressman or a senator or a Supreme Court justice or a president stand up and say, listen, God spoke to me last night, and, and because the Word of God says this, we're going to do this. What would happen to them? Yeah, that would be the end of their political career. Everybody would get away. Oh, that would separate, that would separate them from their best friends. That would separate them from their biggest supporters. That would separate them from their job and their livelihood. And people would begin to talk behind the scenes, trying to ruin their reputation, doing their best to scandalize those people. In a minute, we'll find out what that word means. Because of hatred, persecution, and scandal. The governments of this world are set up to hate those and dismember those who want to make godly decisions and favor those who are willing to make good compromising decisions. What sounds so godly to a believer sounds so wrong to the world. What sounds so good to the world, and believe me, they want to do good. We're not, we're not surrounded by bad people as much as we are surrounded by lost people. The blind can't lead the blind. They can't lead anybody. What sounds so good to worldly thinkers sounds so bad to those who believe the Word of God. The world is a hateful system. It's a vindictive, hateful, judgmental, critical, condemning system. It's opposite of the kingdom of God. It's not popular message, by the way, okay, uh, that Jesus is sharing here. Jesus wanted to warn us concerning the coming persecution, which is to come upon all the world. The Bible says all who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And if you're saying, well, I'm not suffering persecution, let me ask you why. 
Reckon why? Most likely it's because you've smartened up and shut up. Oh, I know. It cost. And that's what Jesus is saying. It cost. To be godly, to speak, to, to try to introduce people to a God idea, to a God love, to a God forgiveness, to a God inclusion. We're not watchful. We will be just like the world and we will cut people off who don't agree with us. We will absolutely hate them and we will want them to fail. And, and, and Jesus wants them saved. If you could get your enemy saved, he'd cease being your enemy. It's a Jesus approach. The world approach is let's all fight. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, 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 uh, that at the highest levels of our political system, that it's just about like the WWF, that one person owns both fighters. And they get paid no matter who wins. Come on now. It's just a show. Okay? Let me tell you. Uh, the, the power is here. It's in the heart. It's in the home. It's in the church. It's in the local community. And we must win the war here. We still have a chance to win the local battles. And until and unless we win local battles, we will never win the war because our government is way too big and way too entrenched. And not one person can speak up for a godly idea or a godly decision or a godly pursuit without getting getting buried in that big old world system. No one person, no 10 people, no 100 people in government at that level can change a thing. But we can change it here. It has to change in our hearts, in our homes. This is where we win the war. We're fortunate living right here in southeast Texas. We are surrounded by godly people in a godly community with good government, with good people, good elected officials. I want you to know that, 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 that I know a lot of our judges, a lot of our, our, our political uh, 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 electees, and we are surrounded by good and godly leadership. I'm proud of our, of, of, of our schools. I'm proud, but it's not so in many other places in America today. Jesus wanted to warn us concerning the coming persecution. It's not a popular message, Jesus said, but it's true nonetheless. Look what he said in John 16, verse 1. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. The reason I'm telling you you're going to be persecuted, the reason I'm telling you that the world has, you know, the world system, they hate you, they hate me, they hate God, and they don't know God is the reason. The reason I'm telling you they want to divide you is because I don't want you, I don't want you, disciples, Christians, believers, I don't want you to be made to stumble. That word stumble is the Greek word scandalize. I don't want you to fall into a scandal. Let me tell you what a scandal is because we, we think of scandals as something showing up in the paper where someone has stolen money or, 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 or committed adultery or, or you know, done some, some scandal. You know, they've run away with you know, your, your retirement fund or something, you know, whatever. 
Here, here's what scandal means in the Greek. This is what Jesus was talking about. Scandal is, uh, imagine, uh, scandalon is a Greek word. It's, it's a trap stick. Have you ever set a box out hoping a bird would get in it and you put a little bread under the box and you put a little stick there hoping that a squirrel or a bird would hit that stick and the box would fall on them? That stick is called a scandalon. That's where scandal comes from. It, it literally means to get your foot caught in one of those little, little loops. One of those little, you know, you bend a sapling over and you, and, and you make a little loop. A little, and, you know, you put your foot in that loop and you trip on it and it catches you and you can't get away from it because it's got you. That is a scandal. That is a scandal on. And that's what Jesus is referring to. The word may have changed through the, through, through the ages, but let's go with what Jesus is trying to tell us here. That you would not be offended. That's what it means. That you would not be offended. That you would not, uh, you know, the King James says offended. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the New Living Translation says be made to quit. You know, this one says, uh, you know, the new, uh, new King James Version says stumble. Literally, what, that you would be made to stumble. That you would be caught in a trap and get, literally, this is what the word means, get so annoyed at the aggravation of it all that you just decide you're going to quit. I'm going to quit struggling against it because I'm just aggravated and annoyed at all of the aggravation and all, you know. You know what the devil's trying to do? He's trying to scandalize us is what Jesus said. He said, I don't want you to be scandalized. I don't want you to come to the place where the devil catches you or, or, or gets you by the foot or, or puts you in a box and you get so frustrated with, with what the world is doing and so aggravated and it looks like there's nothing you can do about it to get free yourself and so you just give up and quit. That's what scandal means. It's sad to say it's working. People are getting so frustrated and aggravated at things that they just don't even want to. I mean, come on. I mean, I, you know how long ago it was I cut the news off? News ain't doing me no good. But I don't want to cut the Word of God off and cut off my witness and cut off what I can be as a help to my community, my church, my family, uh, the, 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 the places that I have influence. I, I want to keep that up. And, but that, Jesus said, is going to cost me. He said, listen, it's, 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 it's going to cost you. These things I've spoken to you, he said, I, I want you to know that the world hates you. I want you to know that you're going to be persecuted. I want you to know that they hated me first. I want you to know all this. Why? Because I don't want you to be scandalized. I don't want you to be so aggravated and annoyed at all of it that you end up quitting on me, that you end up stopping, that these things make you want to quit you know, speaking up, standing up. Don't let persecutions or hatred or injustice of the world system to, to threaten you, to annoy you, to make you want to quit. Don't abandon your pursuit of God. Don't desert me, Jesus said. That's what that concept also means. It means to get so annoyed that you desert, that you just so frustrated with the war that you just leave it and go on back home and shut up and sit down and don't never do nothing else. Jesus here is needing his disciples. The world hates you because the world hates Jesus. The world hates uh, you know, God. Uh, the world is never going to favor the believer. The world is never going to appreciate your perspective. The world system will not. The world system is not going to change. We have to save people from the, that system. Don't let injustice or ungodliness of this world scandalize you. 
let's read that again. These things I've spoken to you, verse 1 says, that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of their synagogue. Some of you are going to get, you know, get put out of, out of the church you're going to. Why? Because you're not going to agree with the world encroaching into the church. Listen, let's, let's read on. These are written in red. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. They're going to be wrong, but they're going to believe it. Get a picture of this. The time is coming, Jesus said. Jesus said, hello, Jesus said. I mean, I mean, hello, this is not something you pull out of your promise box, but this is something Jesus said, that the time is coming that when someone actually kills you, whenever they shut you up, whenever they shut you down, whenever you, you know, lose your job, whenever you lose your reputation, whenever you no longer have any influence, people are going to rob you of your life. Believing that they are doing good for God, that they're doing the best thing that they can do, but they are going to be slapped wrong. How can people be so wrong? Because they don't know God. They just know good. And good is so far from God. As far as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil are from the tree of life. That's how far apart good and God are. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father or me. They're only doing it because they don't know God. Well, that, that seems to me to be a fix right there. I could fix this. Hello? I think I, I think I can bring God into every courtroom that I'm called into. I think I can do what the Apostle Paul did. I think I can bring God into every job that I am, am allowed to have for as long as I'm allowed to have it. I think I can bring God into the pulpit. I think I can bring God into the church, into the family, into the community, into my conversations. I believe that I need to bring God. Why? Because the only reason people would hate me, the only reason people would be, is because they don't know God. They don't know Jesus. This seems so plain, doesn't it? But these things I have told you, Jesus said, that when the time comes, he's talking about a future time, and, I'm, and we're 2,000 years past that, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. Wow. Man, my goodness, I haven't even gotten down to the good stuff yet. You need to know God. Listen, you think what you think. You feel what you feel, and you want what you want because you believe what you believe. Let me say that again. You think what you think. You feel what you feel. You want what you want because you believe what you believe. Let me say that one more time. It does not get any more difficult than this. You think what you think, you feel what you feel, you want what you want because you believe what you believe. And if you happen to be believing the wrong thing, then you're going to think the wrong thing, feel the wrong thing, and want the wrong thing. And you're going to feel like it's right. You're going to think it's right, and you're going to want it because it's so good. 
But unless it is based on the word of Almighty God, it is only good. If it goes against the word of God, then it is not God. And therefore, it is not the good that God would have. Doesn't get any better than that. If you don't know Jesus Christ tonight as your Lord and Savior, you can come to know Him. You can know God through His Son, Jesus. You can know Jesus through a, a preacher telling you about Jesus. You know, you don't like me, it's probably because you don't like Jesus, because you don't like God, or you don't know God. Jesus said, if you hate me, it's because you hated Him first. Now think about it. If the Word of God is rubbing you the wrong way, if something that God said is just so foreign to you that you cannot imagine it, you cannot imagine a world where this will work, then you need to know God. Ask Him into your heart right now. Let Him show you. you got plenty of time, okay? You know, you know we're not going to be in another election for another you know, couple of years. You know, not a... Not a, not a you know, a, a presidential election. We got another few months anyway before the next one. You got time. Ask Jesus into your heart. Ask him into your heart. Especially if you're, you know, if, if you're, you know, a teacher, a principal, a superintendent, a, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a supervisor. Uh, you know, you could be wanting something good instead of something God and taking our world straight to hell. And you might be believing it's best. And it won't be. Listen. Ask Jesus into your heart. I dare you. Ask Jesus into your heart. Ask him to come to your heart and your life and save your soul. You can't think God's thoughts. The natural man does not know and cannot receive the things of the Spirit. I know it sounds foreign to you, but I tell you what, Jesus changed my mind. He changed what I thought, he changed what I felt, and he changed what I wanted when he came into my life. He'll do the same for every person you will lead to Christ. He will do the same. But even if people don't receive him, don't get so frustrated and annoyed and feel like you're in a box that it shuts you up. Don't be scandalized. Don't stumble and quit. Hey, thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hemmons. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.